This is Kevin with the Big Dog Laker Pod, and before this gets started, I just wanted to put a disclaimer in here to let you know that we decided we were going to record an episode normally, just kind of how we do it, recapping the last week's games, going over the next week's games. We obviously sit and take a great deal of time to talk about Kobe Bryant, what he meant to us individually, and what he meant to our relationship to the Lakers organization. However, in the podcast, following our comments about Kobe, we are very jokey and jovial uh, and have some fun kind of recording the pod. And I just wanted to let you know if you find that inappropriate at all. We completely understand and never meant any offense, but please feel free to skip this episode if you feel like that might not be for you this week. Thanks. On to the pod. Welcome to the Big Dog Laker Pod. Woof woof, solemn pod today. Solemn pod. Uh, it's just Alex and I in studio today. Please introduce yourself, Mr. Hey, Alex Hanna. And I'm Kevin Macias. Ryan Shoemaker is driving back from San Francisco right now and couldn't meet us in the pod. Uh, I would like to start off by saying whatever you hear on today's pod, I'm sorry. I'm not very good with emotions. Uh-huh. Uh, if I laugh too much, if I possibly break out into tears during the podcast... I'm very sorry if it makes you uncomfortable while you're driving in your car and listening. Yeah, but if it makes you misty, f- ride that feeling. Feel free to cry it out. Uh, to the Lakers nation, uh, lost Kobe Bryant today. And uh, even more tragically, I feel his daughter, Gianna, also passed away in a helicopter accident uh, on the hills of Calabasas. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I'm feeling misty right now. Dude, I was just like looking out. Twitter right now trying to look up some stuff to see if they had been able to name anybody else that had passed away. One of the guys was a baseball coach Mm -hmm. at uh, Orange Coast College. And there was a picture of a kid, just somebody, (laughs) this is what I mean about the laughs and tears at the same time. Somebody posted a picture of a kid in a Lakers jacket, sitting alone <laughs> on a corner crying. <laughs> I couldn't fucking take it, dude. Right now, we're just sitting here like looking at notes like, oh, what, do we, what else do we want to talk about if we can get through the Kobe stuff? I saw it and immediately like two tears walked down. I looked up, we got producer Mike back today and I was just like, you good? <laughs> you ready to go? Uh, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. gone, 41 years old. Tragic. Tragic. And, and the thing, well, you're crying right now. I'm crying and, right now. Like, it's you know, falling down my eyes. Yeah. That's, I mean, the amount of emotion that Kobe uh, invested in people and people invested in Kobe, I mean, means more than almost anybody in the basketball world, especially if you're from L.A. I mean, you got to see all the shining moments that he had while he was a Laker. Shining, know? not shining, good, great, awful, yeah. terrible. Every emotional spectrum you can think of, Kobe uh, gave his himself to the public in those moments. And I felt like that was his biggest legacy. Even if you saw the monster that was Kobe Bryant, you got to see the shining God <clears throat> that was Kobe Bryant too when he went to the to the finals in 08, 09, mm-hmm. 10, when he won with Shaq in 2000, 2001, 2002, when him and Shaq broke up in 2004. I mean, all of that stuff on the basketball court and then dying, taking his daughter to a basketball game. To like coach a kid. Yeah, to coach a kid. His kid. Yeah, at his Mamba uh, Academy in Thousand Oaks. In It's just insane. I uh, I know that you grow up in and around Southern California, but for periods of time you don't live here. 
right? You live in Tahoe yeah. for a little bit. So I yeah, I didn't even I didn't follow the Lakers until like two thousand and nine, I guess. Yeah. When they were making and even then I didn't like them very much because I thought I saw Kobe as this like uh just mean guy in basketball. Cause all all I heard of were the stories of him bullying Schmush Parker yes. and uh, him uh, just being an aggravator yeah. uh, in practice. <clears throat> so I didn't think that he was a good uh, guy. But I think during that like 2012 Olympics run, that's my main view of Kobe holding that gold medal and uh, being welcoming for all of the new guys who are um, in that Olympic run with him. Like yeah. 2008... 2012 coming off of that like garbage performance was it in 04 where we take like third yeah uh and i don't was he part of that team i don't think he was part of the team that takes third i i mean i I can't foresee kobe bryant taking third in the olympics that just feels kind of hard to stomach even if it is possibly true uh i didn't actually look at any of that stuff before we sat down uh for me as a little kid i uh my parents divorced and my mom's first boyfriend after my parents divorced was a huge Laker fan. So he used to come over and watch all the Lakers games, the away games, because when we were younger, all the away games were on KCAL 9. Uh, so I was, it was meeting my, my mom's new boyfriend was where I started to love the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And he was a huge magic guy. So he would just talk about how amazing magic was. And I'm, I, I have no idea because I haven't looked up the dates to see if this adds up, but I think it's right around when Magic announces that he has AIDS that I'm actually starting to watch the team. And there's this huge run of not a very good team. Uh, and then that leads up to Kobe and then eventually Shaq. But I remember sitting in fifth grade and Michael Acosta, this kid who wrote Be Cool, Drop Out of School in everybody's yearbooks, uh, telling me about this like 18-year-old that we had just drafted that was supposed to be the yeah. next greatest thing of all time and just like in class all day getting in trouble because he just would not stop telling me about Kobe Bryant and then being like oh this is Kobe Bryant's on the Lakers Lakers are the team that my mom's boyfriend Rudy roots for like cool this will be cool to go see this guy that's supposed to be great so like I've seen a lot on Twitter today people um, being very praising and positive and cool and then there's another side of people that obviously have issues with Kobe with a lot of what uh, happens with him all throughout his career. He's not an infallible person at all. Like, mm-hmm. and I think to a lot of people, he's he's not a good person. Like, there's a lot of bad things that come up of it. A lot of things that people would be like, "Hey, that's such a huge mark on your record. It doesn't matter how great you were yeah. or become even after all that stuff." But I one mean, of the but things, even that, like in 2004, if we're gonna touch on that very quickly, yeah. you know, we want to remember the man in all of the aspects that he it contained. Yeah, even after that the apology letter that he wrote to the victim and to the people that supported him was so monumental, I think, in reestablishing himself as a good guy and a good guy for his wife, Vanessa, and a good guy for in the in the minds of Lakers fandom. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to read that letter, it's available. We don't have time on this show no, to read it. But, read uh, and we're not going to uh, try to diminish his legacy by pointing no. to that. But, you know, it is important to remember all aspects of Kobe Bryant this day. Yeah. But I, one of the reasons I was saying all that, though, is just to say, like, I, I didn't realize until finding the news out today because it, it hit and I... I'm not always very emotional immediately when something like this happens, if it's like a close family member or a celebrity or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And this one got me pretty quickly, and I think it was because starting from fifth grade with Michael Acosta all the way until 
now, I guess I'm like 15 years removed from high school. Like my whole life tracks with the with Kobe and the NBA. Yeah. Like I liked basketball. I thought Michael Jordan was cool, but I didn't know basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like with Kobe, I know basketball. Like watching him is when I start to learn. I mean, I just thought it was like, hey, dudes put the ball in the hoop. And then it's like, oh, what's a point guard? What's a forward? What's a, what's a, what's a center? Like what's a triangle? Like what, those things you start to really learn and adapt. And like, uh, like a huge part of my growth as a child is just like sitting on the couch and watching the Lakers on like Channel 9, mm-hmm. trying to figure out like what this sport is. And then when you get into middle school and high school, trying to vibe with other kids and learn like and being able to talk Lakers and talk Kobe like allowed me to make friends that like to this day it was my friend group immediately that was like i think i lost like a family member today it feels very uh insane to kind of deal with the emotions that this kind of stirred up oh yeah uh and then like you and i have a very cool friendship and mike and ryan and a lot of that centers around the lakers and and all of that centers around like one guy coming to the lakers and making them like extending their amazing franchise and and the the what he did for the culture for culture in general like everywhere Mm -hmm. like if you look at twitter today it's all just people from anybody who's ever like walked like if you come into los angeles and it's lakers season you you gotta go like if you're a celebrity you gotta go if you're a visitor you gotta go like that and a lot of that has to do with him being a laker fallible and infallible like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of there's a lot of him that you know is not easy to stomach the like trashing Jeremy Lin, trashing Smush Parker, like the monster that was him. But also, I mean, going through my late teens, early 20s, and like finding weird motivation in places, like seeing the Mamba mentality come out and like learning like, oh, I can apply that to my life, even how, no matter how corny that fucking sounds to yeah. kind of say out loud. It's like, wow, this guy plays such a role in my life. I'm 32 years old. I'm wearing a t-shirt with another man on it. That feels very uncomfortable, but that's like uh-huh. the kind of person or like the the spirit of that person meant personally to me. It feels nice to inhabit an icon yeah. for just a moment. Yeah. And that's what I feel like Kobe Bryant gave us that gift for a little bit was to see an inspiration, a guy who works so hard on his craft, a man who works so hard to be a good man in so many aspects of the game and his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, being able to see that, you know, even from... Uh, the sidelines was a gift. Yeah. And I think one of the things that uh, I've been talking about today is it's tragic that a man who worked harder than an entire generation and inspired an entire generation of uh, basketball players and people who just enjoy basketball, uh, a man who worked that hard to establish him as a top rung of humanity, really, because people are coming out like Kanye and Barack Obama to give light to Kobe Bryant's life. Other people who have dominated their fields are also respecting Kobe on this day. And to see somebody who worked that hard still be tracked down and die in this tragic way, Mm -hmm. that's really impactful to me. Like there's no getting away from the tragedy that is your life ending. Yeah. Even if you work so hard that everybody is um, incredibly uh, spirited by your gift. Yeah. And today has been just so un- unreal to be on or around Twitter. Uh, not just be like hyperbolic or like dramatic in any way, but like mm-hmm. has a celebrity passed away that has been this uh, impactful to you 
because I, I don't I can't I don't think it's like happened for me like when Mike when when Michael Jackson passed away like uh-huh. that was very impactful for me because like growing up like my grandma would like give us Michael Jackson hats and jackets and record us dancing and like we, everybody loved Michael Jackson yeah. but we didn't have Twitter or the internet in the same way and then like when Prince died and David Bowie died I remember that being huge but I I didn't I don't I didn't hear David Bowie when like the songs came out like uh-huh. I hear it later and shit. yeah but like Kobe like oh I I can I sat I thought it was Weirdly enough, like I thought he was mine. Like I sat there and watched him every single day, mm-hmm. and then like uh, watch those championships. Like my little brother was an asshole and loved to not be part of whatever the group was. So like uh-huh. when people are putting up Lakers flags, this fool went out and bought a Garnett jersey, <laughs> and I would watch <laughs> Lakers <laughs> games, and he would sit next to me and just shit on Kobe the whole time and talk uh-huh. about how great Boston was. So like I literally had like a. Boston and he was an asshole like a guy from Massachusetts like he was a asshole in his own right and would sit there and just like shit on me and then like not to bring it down even further but like he passed away so like now whenever I see like a Boston Lakers game like it reminds me of watching Kobe and my little brother so like for those things to be like oh that guy's mine and then to be like oh Obama also Mm -hmm. like that's also yours that's also everybody's Mm -hmm. which which feels crazy yeah, he gave his life for everybody else. Yeah. And uh, it's just hard to see uh, everybody with the well of support, you know, not just for him, uh, the man Kobe Bryant, but also his, for his family mm-hmm. and for everybody in the Lakers organization who, um, I mean, there were like security guards who had good things to say about Kobe Bryant, even oh, yeah. like uh, just accepting them when they were in Staples Center today and him enjoying their time whenever Kobe Bryant was in Staples Center. And, you know, when you're when <clears throat> when you're that nice and careful and caring mm-hmm. <clears throat> to the people I think around you, even uh, in any capacity that they're around you, I think that speaks to your your humanity and your uh, values as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Like the highest of high people you know, on the totem pole are respectful of you and the lowest yeah. people helping you day to day are also in awe of your uh, talent. Yeah. And uh, so rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, huge, bigger than a person. We've mentioned it, just a huge part of the sadness is to realize that our hero is actually just a human. I would just keep rambling about stories that I had heard. So uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and our condolences go out to the Bryant family especially to Vanessa, uh, who who d- was with her husband for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, but also lost her daughter, which is which is absolutely yeah, terrible. Uh, we could talk about how much of a legacy Kobe had, but it is truly tragic that a 13-year-old does not even get to live out uh, mm-hmm. her teenage years. Uh, very tragic, absolutely. Yeah. And to everybody else that was on that plane, whose names we don't know, but I know at home your families are also grieving, so our condolences to you guys as well. Yeah, it was nice to see them at that Lakers game. Yeah, it's hard. It's tragic to know that LeBron uh, just passed him in the scoring list. How and then crazy the day afterwards, is that? Yeah. So let's let's use that as a transition to to. I, I mean, we did come here to talk about the Lakers. Uh, we can transition into LeBron breaking his record and just how insane it is that Kobe's last tweet, last Instagram post, are both in relation to LeBron passing. His points record uh, mm-hmm. and becoming the third, uh, having the third most points scored in the NBA now behind Carl uh, Malone and um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, 
Oh, well, the reason I brought up that 2008 run uh-huh. of the Olympics was you saw Kobe Bryant control that team, and he wasn't in the 2004 Olympics, probably the reason we lost yeah, to Argentina. But uh, uh, he, he, you saw him control that team when they were becoming unfurled, and that's, I think, the legacy of Kobe Bryant also, is when everything's uh, uh, diminishing around you, you still saw Kobe in the final moments of big games being clutch and making shots and that's what he did all throughout 2008 in front of a world stage with the best players on the planet you pointed to Kobe Bryant and said that guy is the best player on planet earth yeah yeah anyway we got we got Lakers games to talk about we got three games to talk about uh the first one starts with the Knicks which you want to talk about the Knicks? I mean, we recorded our last podcast in the middle of the Knicks game. Yeah, we thought we were going to lose. We it thought, really thought it was like it, it felt like it was unfurling. It felt like it was possible to lose. Uh, Producer Mike is, is showing the first smile in here. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a sad time to be a Knicks fan. That uh, we thought we were going to win is what brings smiles to your faces. That's pretty rough for the Knicks. Uh, we won. I, I wish I could tell you exactly how much we won by, but the internet went out for me right now. Come on, ESPN. Okay. Let's All right. Sorry for the technical difficulty, but uh, we killed the Knicks. We beat up the Knicks. Uh, God, I cannot pick better words. We. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We. It's been an emotional. It's been day. a rough fucking day, dude. <laughs> You'll see on the on the stream that uh, you know, <laughs> we've both been uh, caught up with emotion. Absolutely. Uh, we so we beat the Knicks one hundred to ninety two. Uh, a boogie with a hoodie came out at halftime. Um, very interesting. Uh, was he was he good? I was driving <laughs> I the podcast. Mike, it. did you see a boogie with a hoodie? Uh, it was very great as they gave a section of fans an A Boogie sweater. They made special A Boogie sweaters. Uh-huh. And it's an A, and then the dash mark for the A uh, looks like a pen. It looks like a fountain pen. Yeah. But then you think to yourself, why would a rapper have a fountain pen? Oh, no, wait. That's a blunt. That's oh, a blunt crossing the A off. Okay. And I just don't think Dolan noticed. And I think A Boogie's people were just like, this is a pen. And he's like, all right, looks like a pen to me. <laughs> And he just gave away a bunch of weed paraphernalia in a state with Rockefeller laws, which is a very interesting move for the for the New York Knicks. Did New York not pass uh, legal weed? I have no idea. New York seems like the most old draconian state that we have in the union. Like I was in Oklahoma City recently, and even they had so many weed clinics on every single block. Uh-huh. A state that used to be like a one seed state, from what I have been told. I'm not like this into weed culture that I know that. Uh, but everywhere you could buy weed. But it seems like in New York, I think I've, I've heard if you smoke weed in Central Park, uh-huh. they cut off your left hand. That's what I've heard. Oh, no. About that's New draconian. York City. That's Very really draconian. draconian. Yeah, that's, that's intense. Uh-huh. That's and, like a Hammurabi law. Yeah, and if you make that uh, metaphorical and then turn it about basketball, that is exactly what we did to the New York Knicks. Uh-huh. Just cut off their hands. Uh, they, they weren't able to score at all. They were an awful team. Uh, they end the entire game with the entire starting lineup in the minus. Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, Gibson, Peyton, Bullock. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Julius Randle and uh, Bullock, former Lakers, in their own rights. But still, you were all garbage. You were all in the minus. Um, 
we get what Ryan would call an amazing game from Kyle Kuzma. It was an okay game. Plus eight and ten points. No, no, you guys think he's doing amazing. He had a good second half. No, no, you but, guys think uh, he's having an amazing year. No, right? this you're twisting our words. I'm we twisting? say we said we he's having a very up and down year, which is bad. And that's what Zach Lowe said too. It's very up and down. It is very up and down. It's kind of bad. I mean, I would say up and down. Okay. I would say there were I don't good see moments. Why these things are mutually exclusive. And there are bad moments. Uh, the good but moments, it's the half great bad. moments. You're right. It's half bad, and then it's, it's not half, half good. Bad though. The problem is, it's like seventy percent bad. It's half good and half that thirty percent is so magnificent. Let's say sixty-five, thirty-five. I mean, he helps win games. Sixty, forty. We won this game. We do win this game. I don't say it's name because of him. But it, <laughs> we get twenty-eight we points. Two blocks. We get twenty-eight points from Anthony Davis. We get uh, twenty-one points from LeBron James. This is this is Davis's first game back. Uh, it is Davis's first game back. He gets injured against the Knicks. He comes back against the Knicks, has a little bit of domination in his own right with his 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. Which is great for Anthony Davis. Great five for assists. Anthony Davis. Uh, which is something I want him to work on throughout the year. I didn't notice, but your headphones are purple. Oh, no, it's just because of the light. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, this, Mike is really celebrating Kobe's death. Uh, commemorating Commem- Kobe's death. He's not... Celebrating it. I mean, oh, celebrating the life of Kobe. There you Brown. go. There you go. That's a better way of wording it. Uh, LeBron had five <laughs> seals. He had a five by or uh, almost a five by five. What's a five by five? So a five by five is uh, five steals, five assists, five rebounds, and five blocks. But he didn't have the blocks, so he had a four by five. Mm, I had which an is very that I watched one time eat a four by four. What's that? That's uh, four pieces of meat and four cheese. (laughs) 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 Uncle was so fat that another time I saw it, I I shouldn't have said it that way, but he liked food so much. Wait, you got Uncle so fat? (laughs) Uh How fat is he? One time I saw him order two cheeseburgers at In-N-Out, and they made one, handed it to him, and he ate it. This is in the drive-thru. He ate it before they handed him the second one. It was a double-double, two double-doubles. He got one, he ate it, and they were like, hold on, we're waiting on your second one. And he was like, whatever, I'm not. And then they gave him the second one. He drove home and ate that too. Crazy. That's sweet. Yeah. All Good right. for him. It, he, <laughs> he ate him like we ate up the Knicks. That's true. Ate him up. Uh, and actually, you want to go double-double. We went right back-to-back, back, ate that one, stayed in the same hotel, went over to Brooklyn, and... Uh, Beat up on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Kyrie has this problem of covering guys who are six <laughs> nine, and he is like six feet tall. And uh, LeBron James ate him up this uh, game. He was a plus twenty six. LeBron James. I don't know if anyone said this. He's good. He's a very talented basketball player. He's a very talented basketball player. Uh, twenty seven points. He was a plus twenty six. Eleven rebounds. Ten assists. Some would call that a triple double. I would. He had a triple double. Uh, he did it in front of some of the greatest celebrities ever to live. Uh, we had Jay Cole in the building. Was Vanessa Hudgens at this game too? Vanessa Hudgens was at this game, checking out her new possible. She was boyfriend. at both games. She was at both games. Wait, ah. Uh... I don't know if she was at this game. She was definitely. At she the was Knicks definitely game. at the next game. I, I don't, don't know, know if she, she travels out game. to Bo- Brooklyn. Uh, you know, you got to get across the bridge sometime. I'm not sure which bridge. I'm sure if you ask anybody from New York, they would like to yell at you which bridge it was. Uh-huh. Uh And then they would tell Queens you Queens Bridge. They would, I don't think you take the Queens Bridge to Brooklyn. That no, would just I think be you my take guess. The Brooklyn though. Bridge. I would, I, do you take the Brooklyn Bridge? I think so. I bet you it's one of those weird side bridges where they're like, "Nah, you fuck, you take the George Washington." No, I don't think so. Well, the, on the on the sports cast on the telecast, uh-huh. they had they talked about uh, how some of the segment producers took the Brooklyn Bridge like three and a half miles, walked the whole damn thing in order to get to uh, Barclays Center. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've walked from 
Barclays to the Brooklyn Bridge and yeah. over the Brooklyn Bridge, uh-huh. and it took me all day yeah. to get across it. So if that's what they did, that they took the wrong route. Yeah. Yeah. I went from uh, 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 Queens back to uh, uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. and it took me about an hour and a half to get back. You walked it? I walked it. I don't even know what bridge you go over to do that. Um, Queensboro Bridge? Queensboro Bridge. Okay. Yeah. But I'm right. a fast walker. I belong in New York City, baby. Uh, I'll slow walk. I like to slow walk. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've been told I'm an aggravating walker. Uh, by... I'm the Kyle Kuzma of walkers. Because it's very, sometimes it's very fast, sometimes it's very slow. Uh-huh. Nobody knows what pace I'm going to move until I start moving. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, Kyle Kuzma in Brooklyn had a good game. Did he really? Yeah, 16 points. Uh... Three of five from three point land, uh, not a great like uh, overall stat game, but you know he showed up and he uh, got the win for us. This is um, where you and I disagree on what a good game is. He uh-huh. ends with sixteen points. Yeah, he ends with sixteen points. Doesn't he have zero going into halftime? Maybe great second half. We're great a second, second half team. <laughs> well, he ends up with the same amount of points as Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis sixteen points. 11 rebounds, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Oh, no, you know um, what? I'm confusing him. It's, I think it's two points going into halftime in the Knicks game. And then he ends up with 10 at right. the end. I think yeah. that's exactly how it is. And, uh, but LeBron James was uh, the guy who led us to this victory. 50% and, from three point, 50% from the field, 75% from the free throw line. LeBron James, you were saying? Is very good at basketball. Very good at basketball. Um... Yeah, but that's uh, there were a couple missteps in this game, mm-hmm. but besides that, you know, it was an easy victory. Who do you think they were more nervous to play in front of? Uh, was it J. Cole or President William Clinton? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Isn't uh, it how, weird that he's there? Yeah, Bill Clinton just dabs up LeBron and yeah. Anthony Davis after the game. I'm do you think Kyrie here. got a, a, a dab or? Uh, I don't know. You think Bill likes Dot Kyrie? I mean, I think Bill is into like Hocus Pocus. And, the movie uh, Hocus Pocus. No, uh, it just the idea of uh, 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 a life beyond our own life. Oh, okay. That would be very funny if if Bill was talking to Kyrie and was just like, "I thought the Earth was flat." Yeah, I thought too. the Earth was flat all my, the time. until my second term when yeah. they were like, <laughs> "President, please, it's round." I got impeached because I thought the world was flat, but then they wouldn't see it like that. Now I got impeached. What? That's not why he got impeached. All right, you're going to have to explain to me after the pod why he got impeached. Are you serious? I got two and a half hours <laughs> before I got to go to work. <laughs> uh, so two great games, and we predicted both of these wins. Uh-huh. And then we get to the third game. Uh, and before we even say what happened in the third game, I would like to tell everybody that I immediately after the game tweeted, fuck this team, I hate this team. Uh, so that should give you a sign of how well we did in that third game. We had it close at the end. No, we didn't. We were within no, we five. Didn't. Yeah, we get it to within five. Yeah. But, uh, with like three or four minutes left. With the whole team ends up in the minus, and if I'm going to shit on the Knicks for ending up in the minus all of their starters, then I have to shit on my Los Angeles Lakers for ending up with all the starters in the minus and all of the bench in the minus, except for Rajon Rondo, who was a plus one with two points. Uh, it was a devastating game to watch. Nobody scored above seven points that was on the bench. We had 31 from Anthony Davis, 29 from LeBron James. It was a miserable game to watch. We could not shoot the ball at all. We ended up 19.4% from three. 65% from the free throw line and 46% uh, from the field. It's crazy that they let uh, Ben Simmons guard LeBron at the free throw line. 
That was a rule change that I did not expect during this game. LeBron guards himself from the free throw line. He, yeah. he can be very bad at times. With this game, we run into something that I've, I've definitely noticed when we're playing these top echelon teams. The person who ruins the game for us, uh-huh. who sets us on the wrong track, is LeBron James. He In all of these games, he comes out so hot. We see it in the very first game against the Clippers. We see it, uh, I believe, a little bit against the Raptors. I remember the same thing against that first Dallas loss. Uh-huh. We see it here. We see it in Boston. Yeah. If we're going to lose, there is going to be a point in which LeBron drives to the hole, pulls back, cuts to the corner, and passes it between his legs backwards to the opposite team. I feel like I've seen that happen too many times. It happens so often. We had 21 turnovers against this team. This is insane. Yeah. And most of them are our fault. It's not because, I mean, I guess the turnovers are always your fault, but like uh, at the same token, there's like five steals from Caruso that are beautiful in this game. And uh, and with 21, most of them are just us throwing them directly at, Bill, at, at Ben Simmons' head. Yeah. And just being like, oh shit, he caught that. There were a couple where Ben Simmons just was longer than LeBron expected. Yes. And he just goes up, not even jumps up, just goes up with his hands and catches the ball. I mean, we also played okay defense, Caruso with st- six steals, uh, but it just wasn't enough down the stretch, especially with their shot making to get the win. I think this game was uh, definitely one of those moments where you miss JaVale McGee, because you saw Ben Simmons get to the hole like six or seven times down the stretch and just dunk it when he they had no rim protection. And Anthony Davis wasn't able to uh, rotate down because Al Horford was stretching the floor. I also don't know, obviously I don't know what I don't know, and I'm not as uh, a basketball intelligent as you are. You're the, the nuts and bolts guy. But Dwight Howard comes in and he starts the game for JaVale, who's out against the Nets, and he's out again against the Sixers for the flu, and he only gets 18 minutes. Why? 16. Si- wait, six? I can't read. 16 minutes. Why? Why did we give up? I mean, I, I watched him miss four free throws in a row, so that was one reason uh-huh. that I wanted him out of the game. But I didn't want him out of the whole game, just that part of the game. Yeah, it really felt like, uh, uh, well, Kuzma didn't deliver. He had a bad game. But uh, we were trying to stretch the floor, but just none of our shots were going down. And I think this composition of the 76ers with Ben Simmons not being a good three-point shooter, but everybody around him being a good three-point shooter really hurt the Lakers' ability to go inside with interior defense because Anthony Davis was playing like a stretched-out role guarding Al Horford on the perimeter instead of uh, cementing the defense and locking it down in the paint. Yeah. And I feel like we gave up a lot of shots that way. And also just people had good games. Like Tobias Harris had uh, uh, a 10-20 shooting game with 29 points, and uh, they're... Role players kind of just showed up. And Ben Simmons just had a monster game. What is it with the guys like Hazonia, like, uh, I can't think of, uh, Nick Stauskas last year, and then this year, in this game, like Korkmaz, what is it up with that deep bench guy that can hit a couple of shots? That What is it that, why does that guy kill us every time? Well, I feel like Korkmaz uh, would have been uh, negligible if Danny Green wouldn't have gone over 5 from three, if Kuzma wouldn't have gone over three from three, if Kuz or if Caruso wouldn't have gone over three from three, like that was really we lost it on a five point swing at the end where Al Horford was making shots, and if we would have made 
even a third of those shots, we would have been tied or up. Like that's the fault of our team. It's just the threes haven't been able to get knocked down. And that might be a product of good defense. You know, Thibel had uh, four steals, or yeah, five steals, and Ben Simmons had four steals. He's long too. It might just be a product of that defense, you know, being cutthroat. Mm -hmm. But uh, we just couldn't, at the end of the day, we couldn't make shots. It sucked. Uh, KCP, what is this? KCP, Jared Dudley, uh, Avery Bradley, and LeBron James all tied for the same amount of three-pointers made in the game. Can you guess how many three-pointers each of those made by themselves? Just one. One, just one. Yeah. And the leader on the team in three-pointers was Anthony Davis. Which is great. This is what you want to see out of Anthony Davis. He had a good game. It's just uh, he also had five turnovers. 31 points, uh, a block, two steals, two assists, seven rebounds. Yeah. This, all defensive. All Yeah. This, uh, this really felt like an end-of-a-road-game stretch we're just giving up the game because we're playing a very loose game of basketball. Yeah. We're not protecting the ball. We're not, uh, uh, we're inviting Ben Simmons to just get strips and, and Matisse Thibault to, uh, just poke the ball loose. That was rough to see that so many times. Uh, and then, so we lost this game 108 to 91 and then brought our record 36 and 10. Uh, it looks like our aspirations of being the greatest, regular season team of all time have been dashed and we're almost out of being the greatest Lakers team of all time which had 13 losses in 1972 so that looks like it's almost done as well do you think we can go the second half of the season and not lose more than two games um so that gets into what who we're facing next week which is uh on Tuesday the Los Angeles Clippers in Lakers Stable Center we're going to do a podcast with the Locked On Clippers guys to uh, break down that game. Uh, Portland on Friday in Staples, uh, and then Sacramento on Saturday uh, in Sacramento. And I think we go 3-0. and 3-0? I don't think we uh, lose to uh, the Clippers three times in a row. Yeah, you know, we really hope that we beat the Clippers. And I just noticed this. D- uh, I didn't even kind of think about that. I, the Lakers... Before we kind of get into that, uh, and we didn't bring it up earlier when we were talking about one of the weirdest days, one of the weirdest parts of today was trying to figure out everything on Twitter as we were figuring it out. Uh Kobe's death immediately is broken by TMZ, and then it has to be verified by everybody. And then I don't know about you, but I went down the rabbit hole of just looking at Lakers to see what were they tweeting. And for a very long time, the only person to tweet anything out was JaVale which was like a rest in peace to Kobe. And I didn't realize until much later in the in the day, and I saw this from Tanya Ganguly, uh-huh. the Lakers still hadn't landed from coming back from Philadelphia. And apparently they find out on the plane together. And there's like footage of them all crying together, kind of landing at LAX, which is just awful to find out like your hero dies, yeah. your contemporary dies. Uh-huh. And then uh, the minute you walk off a plane, there's just like a helicopter over you, like filming your reactions. Uh, kind of crazy. I don't know. Has Genie has has Genie tweeted like the Lakers didn't tweet for a very long time. Genie didn't tweet. LeBron. I still don't think LeBron's tweeted. Yeah, I think um, I think everybody's letting a little time pass before uh, they let that reaction go. Yeah, because uh, it just doesn't seem like um, 
correct before we get all of the news about what happened. Yeah. To, you know, let people know how uh, this means to you. It's also not mm-hmm. enough time to emotionally digest. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, w- this was raw and we had a couple hours to prepare uh, and it was still um, emotionally and viscerally mm-hmm. uh, hard to digest. But, um, you know, we'll see what LeBron says yeah. later this week. Crazy. All right, so going in to the upcoming week, you said we have the Clippers, uh, which will be a home game for the Lakers. Portland, which will be a home game for the Lakers, and then we're off to Sacramento. Um, I think we beat... See, I still feel so stupid. I'm, I want to say 3-0. and I mean, we would have gone 3-0 and this week if we wouldn't have dropped uh, the game to Philly, but we just didn't know that we would shoot... <laughs> Nineteen percent from three. I understand what you're saying, but also part of me feels like we would also be forty-seven and zero if we just didn't drop all of those other bad games. No, I think that that like loose losing streak, that four-game losing streak, uh, that Indiana Milwaukee, yeah, really lit a fire, especially when we were missing Anthony Davis. Yeah, um, I mean, whenever we're missing Anthony Davis, we don't know what the record is going to be like that OKC win was the flip side Mm -hmm. of uh, all of our role players playing really well. Kyle Kuzma being Kyle Kuzma, the baby star that we know he is uh, just like collecting Adams and becoming a major star dating Vanessa Hudgens, you know, Uh, uh, and Rondo really showed out. But uh, the flip side of that is Danny Green having uh, a very iced out game and, uh, Kuzma not uh, participating. By the way, I like to shit on Kuzma for having uh, what I feel is a very bad season because there's no uh-huh. way he was the, he wrote on his vision board inconsistency. Yeah. Um, but Danny Green, where are you? Yeah. You make the second, third. You make the third most money. Fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might make less. He might make less than KCP. You make the third or fourth most money on the team. Wh- what are you doing? Yeah, defensively he was good with two steals, and he still had five rebounds. But uh, yeah, but we didn't go out and pay all this money to get a D guy. We yeah. got a three and D guy. Yeah, where's the three? Yeah, I don't know what happened to his shot. That's crazy. Y- your shot's gone. That that Clippers game, you had it, and uh, a couple times you've had you had that one dunk that was beautiful, but not really uh, making a lot of the highlights. Yeah. On this Lakers squad. Well, that's what you want out of Danny Green is for him to be a knockdown shooter Just a knockdown. around LeBron James. But, you know, this game, again, end of a road streak. You're very forgiving on the last game of a road trip. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's a lot to try. You try traveling like six days in a row and I would love playing to. two two basketball games I would and love to. be good the third basketball game that you play. I've never been bad in a basketball game I've played in. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me. I run I run everything. You know me, you know my spot, right corner, hit uh-huh. it. Yeah. I've said this on the podcast before. Just put me in the right corner, hitting the first one. Second one, pump fake the guy, drive up and under. Boom, five points. First to eleven. I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking uh, delusional. So yeah, it was just a bad it's just a bad game. So uh do you I say three and oh. I say three and we 0. got a text from from uh, Big Dog Ryan. He also says three and zero. Oh. We, yeah, we still he have said other two belief. and one at the start, but then he corrected it to corrected three and it to three and zero. Oh. I just don't think we lose to the Clippers three games in a row. I don't think so either. Uh, it's going to be a very emotional night at Staples. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we can't even get in today. I mean, everybody kind of rushed down to L.A. Live to go kind of be around Staples Center, and it's 
it's the Grammys. Like it's closed yeah. off for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Pretty nuts. Uh, there were still people around Staples Center though. Oh, it was packed. Like yeah. L.A. Live looked in, looked mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Um, somebody had flowers immediately. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty nuts. Like a huge bouquet of like within an hour it was all there and set up with like a ribbons on i don't know how kobe's big in the florist community Jeez, i had no idea i, I don't want to giggle but he pulled in on a bird scooter set down the floors <laughs> <and they pulled laughs> away, and I was like, what the fuck's going on some days you feel like you are on earth and everything is tactile and you know what's going on uh-huh. and a day like this always makes you feel like what i don't i don't understand anything yeah like it is such a surreal experience um, should do you think we need anything else? I mean, we keep having this game. The Sixers game is the Boston game, is the Milwaukee game, is the Indiana game, is that first Dallas loss, and is the first Clippers loss. It's not the second one. The second Clippers loss is a team loss. Like we played our asses off. We just lost. Who do you think the leading scorer of that Boston game was? By the way, J- Jalen Brown, my boy. No, I mean on the Lakers. Uh, on the Lakers, from what I remember. Oof. KCP? JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. 18 points. That's right. Uh, we need another piece. I mean, we keep talking about the Kuzma trade, and we've gotten some. Uh, one, of the, one of the rumors that we've heard, and I think we brought it up on the last podcast. If not, we must have just missed it kind of becoming a rumor, uh-huh. was Derek Rose. Yeah. Like, do we want this guy to come in and play less minutes uh, and, and just be like a, um, a shot creator and a scorer for when LeBron is off of the court? Uh, which seems amazing. But then there was another rumor that came out, and I didn't get to verify it to see who it came from uh, or if it was just like an internet rumor. But one of the rumors was that the the Detroit Pistons offered us Derrick Rose in exchange for a second-round pick and Alex Caruso. Yeah. And Rob was like, no thanks. Well, I think Alex Caruso is just a highlight of our team. I mean, he's an MVP caliber player, and that's important to have. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've said around... many times, and I believe it, you can't cut the spark. No. You can't oh, cut yeah, the that'd heart. be devastating. Yeah. Um, and he's just having like a, a good season defensively. I mean, even when he's shooting poorly, like Danny Green was shooting poorly and he didn't have an impact on the game. Caruso mm-hmm. had six steals when he wasn't shooting very well against yeah. the 76ers. Last week we talked about it when, when Ryan were, and I were at the uh, the Cleveland game that he starts the comeback. He's, he's He has his hands directly into the first 10 points to start the comeback. Same yeah. thing with last night's game to bring us within from 20 to 5. Uh-huh. There's like Caruso highlight, Caruso highlight still. There's obviously him running into the player and trying to pass it back and then giving it up, uh, having the turnover. But also highlight after highlight of, of this guy just being like, it's weird. It's like in his head he knows, like, hey, I don't belong, so I have to fight harder than everybody. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to stay on this court. That's like Sasha Vujicic in those yeah. 2008 to 2010 teams. Yeah, He was just absolutely. like, he didn't belong there, so he had to play his guts out. Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, something that you have to keep in mind when you think about a Derrick Rose or a Bogdanovich trade is if we trade Kyle Kuzma, we don't have that big presence that comes in when Anthony Davis goes out. So... Even if you want to trade Kyle Kuzma, you still need somebody to sure up the wing mm-hmm. and be a defender against those guys who are like switchable three, four guys. And Kyle Kuzma does a better job of that than a lot of the other prospects that we have, except for like Covington. But even then, if you trade Kuzma for Covington, you still have a, a deficit at that point guard playmaker position. So as much as I want Derrick Rose, I'm not willing to give up 
uh, Kuzma because we give up a lot when Kuzma is gone. Yeah. Um, that being said, if we like got Igadala, that would save a lot of that. Um, what do you think about Collison? If so that's Collison, still a possibility. Yeah, if Collison just joined the team, that would be the best case scenario, and it would. Uh, and he was in shape, that would sure up a lot of our uh, offensive playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like Rondo. I mean, he's very smart and he's an adept passer, but I'd rather have somebody who doesn't need the ball as much, but can still play make and give the ball to Kuzma in the spots that he needs it. Yeah, like that's what I want to see from our second unit. Is just like better defense better playmaking both from Kuzma and from whoever is a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes the game easier. So I absolutely believe we don't cut, we shouldn't cut Caruso or put him in any trades. Um, but who do you think, if we are going to trade for anybody, who do you think we're giving up? Like, it seems like if, if you don't call and say, hey, can we take Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook for this superstar? Like, that's, like, the only deal it seems like Rob would be willing to make. Yeah. I think it would have to be, like, a three-way trade, and somebody would have to want Avery Bradley to shore up, like, a two-guard position. Mm -hmm. But even then, I think that his trade value right now is in the gutter. Yeah. Which sucks, because we paid $7 for him. We could have just had Derrick Rose for that money. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially because he was a free agent this past year. Yeah. I mean, he came off a good season last year putting up like a 50-piece against the Timberwolves. But what are you going to do? Um, one of the other rumors that, that had come out is that, uh, and I think this one's actually true, uh, J.R. Smith has a workout with the Lakers next week. Is that not insanity? I don't know about that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I I just don't trust J.R. I think, uh, you know how KCP made it like known that he hated the fans shitting on him yes. and then he broke out? Yeah. I think JR still hasn't reconciled with that final blunder. Yeah. And so he's still like in moody and uh, bad, a bad teammate because of it. Have you ever recommended somebody for a job? No. It's stressful. Oh, yeah. It's so stressful. I recommended a guy for a job when I was in college and my, my main, main boss came in and said, hey, I think we're going to hire your friend. Uh, what do you think about that? And I said, I, I lived out my uh, responsibilities as a friend when I brought him into the room. Don't do any fucking favors for me. Like, if you're going to hire him, hire him. If you're not, don't. I, I don't care either way. Uh, but, you know, don't put me into this at all. And I remember the guy just being like, man, I, I just wanted to know if, if how close of a friend he was. <laughs> and we we're already giving him the job. Like, don't freak out. But it's, such, it's so stressful to, like, recommend somebody and then bring them on the team. Yeah. And I say that because, like, Rob will go to LeBron and be like, "Do you put all of your faith in J.R. Smith?" And you know, J. Like LeBron can't be like, "Yes," he has to be like, "Oh no, he just ruined the best finals game I've ever played in my fucking life." Yeah, but yeah, no, we can trust him. He won't do it again. I mean, I I like his game more than Avery Bradley's game because uh-huh. he still plays defense and uh, he can shoot the ball better than twenty six percent. But I don't know if I trust JR down the stretch. I don't know if we need to. Yeah. Because it's not like Avery Bradley's been closing out games. Like our closing lineup has been like KCP, Danny Green, Kuzma, AD, and LeBron, and then a center mm-hmm. if that's what the rotation needs. Uh, so I don't think we need him for like end of game situations. But like knowing that uh, JR Smith could control our future is very scary to me. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So that's all I have. You got anything? Uh, no. 
Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe. That's, you want to share a Kobe story? News. Do you have any Kobe stories? You want like a childhood anything you want to talk about? I mean. I felt like I kind of bulldozed you in the beginning of just talking about my childhood and Kobe. No, one of the reasons I respect Kobe is how much of a competitor he was and how much better he was than everybody in his generation. Like, the thing that I appreciated about your story was that, uh, you know, there are people who bring you into this game and mean a lot to you. Uh, and I think for me, that was LeBron James. Uh-huh. Like, knowing that he's the greatest player of a generation really brought me into that the game in a way that I didn't realize that I could be brought into something that was uh, uh, bigger than me and had all of these components that I really liked, you know, teamwork and being able to uh, uh, respect the values that a a system um, introduces into your life. And I feel like that uh, Kobe Bryant brought a lot of people into uh, the fandom of basketball. And I think that's like a, a great legacy to lead. Um, just with your actions and with your like virtuous play. I thought that was like really inspiring. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why he's like one of the goats. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Big Dog Liquor Pod. Please remember to go on Apple Podcasts and uh, leave five stars. Please leave a comment. Alex is still giving out dollars. Our uh, our young man grew up, got a job just so he can give you dollars. Yeah, I had I've been in serious debt because you guys have been rating, reviewing, subscribing, Absolutely. and leaving five stars on the podcast. Alex walked so you can eat. So please uh, leave reviews. Uh, we'll keep going with it. If you denounce the Chinese government, I'll give uh-huh. you a dollar. Uh, I'm going to speak for Ryan on this one, and if he doesn't like it, that's okay. I'll I'll fund the dollars. If you want to leave a Kobe memory, please feel free. Leave a comment. Leave a Kobe memory, uh-huh. uh, and we'll give you a dollar for that as well. Uh, rest in peace to Kobe B. Bryant. Rest in peace to Gianna and the other seven people that were on that helicopter with him. And our heart goes out to the Bryant family and everybody else affected by this tragedy. Yeah, R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P.